Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited for this, Is It Just Me? Because we have a lot of OnlyFans comments that were made after last week's. So last week on on Is It Just Me? We had a DM from a a girl who was feeling unsettled because her partner was watching OnlyFans and she felt that there was more intimacy with that than with regular porn. And so we kind of like gave our two pennies, which as ever are shit. Um, And so we're delighted to tell you that we've had loads of emails through from other people with experiences in this realm as well. So we are going to get into those. But first of all, Al, I just have a couple of is it just me's to ask you myself. You know, yesterday when I was with you all day and I just wanted to fucking die because I'd sweated like a beast through my pretty silk shirt. Yes. There was a and lot of sweat. Can I just say, listeners, Al and her sister Jen did not make me feel any better. Jen told me that they'd see my sweat patches from Oxford Street. We were in London Bridge. Like, you did not reassure me. You made my going home. I walked home like I had two dislocated arms because I was too embarrassed to, to put them down and, and, and just be brave. Anyway, I put on my Instagram and I said, has anybody got any other just horrendously embarrassing parts of being a human being and I've had so many amazing entries of just things that are excruciating yeah and something that's come up a lot and I have to ask when you go to the dentist yeah do you have your eyes open or closed um uh, do you know what every time I go to the dentist I think about this (laughs) I'm like I don't know what to do but because closing them feels a bit like hush like it feels a little bit like I'm enjoying it. It's quite a little bit sexual. <laughs> but then also like, is she asleep? So I keep them open and just kind of look around as if I'm just like thinking, you know? Nice. Yeah, like, oh, I'm a million miles away. Yeah, yeah business, exactly. Business, business. Deals yeah. going on in my head all I'm the time. Boss. Money never sleeps. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. So I was exactly the same as you. I was like, I can't close my eyes. Like, how intimate is that like what a a moment I'm creating with the dentist so I said that and then I put it as a poll and I swear to god Al it's been 50 50 all night long I've been checking it every 20 minutes and my dms are kicking off predominantly with messages from dentists imploring us to please close (gasps) our 
eyes. Oh, seriously? Which means I've been doing it wrong for nearly 30 years. And obviously now I need like a few years to recover. Oh my God. Why Why have they said that? What, what, what are their reasons for that? They, they just think it's very awkward and distracting to have us staring at them and they don't want to make eye contact. So I think if you're perhaps looking <laughs> elsewhere, it might be okay. Because a lot of people were messaging, being like, but what about those places that have TVs in the ceilings? Because some people, you know, so, and I hate having my eyes closed. Like, I'm like, I'm like a bear. If I close my eyes, I could be attacked. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a very stress. I hate closing my eyes and that's absolutely essential. It's vulnerable. I'm so vulnerable. So even when I'm having my fucking eyelashes tinted and the stuff stings like a bitch, I still keep, to the best of my ability, my eyes <laughs> open. Because I want to, you know, if someone comes in, I want to know. I want to be able to find them at a moment's notice. Shit, man. Okay, so we've been doing it, like, all wrong. Yes, and I think I'm going to continue to do it wrong. Um, the hairdressers also ask you to close your fucking eyes when they're when they're doing a head massage but i'm like that's too no, intimate it's essential agree but then somebody did yeah. point out okay so you're having your hair done and she's like there's nothing worse than when you're having it done and then you get those kind of like weird sleepy eyes because that is a bit much uh, do you know what i mean she's like at least if you much. keep them closed then they're already closed, so you're not going to do that like weird sleepy eye thing, which is kind of like... Oh my God, when your eyes like roll back in yeah. your head. Yeah. I, I have to just keep stir, like so open. But, that, but then I always say no to a head massage because I find the whole thing too intimate as it is. Yeah, I say no to a head massage. I find it too I'm much. I'm like, in and out, bitches. Yeah, but I, 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 I can't close my eyes. I just can't do that at the hairdressers. No. I tried to make I tried to make everything better doing this segment, right? When I do those like embarrassing segments, I do it because I want to make everybody feel better about themselves and I like showing everyone that everybody's human and we all have weird embarrassments, right? Like and some of these are so irrational. Like someone <laughs> sent one in yesterday thing like um like emergency breaking, like I just give myself the ick and I'm like, Oh my god, I agree. <laughs> How embarrassing to have to do an emergency break. And this one was like I, I got a new pair of shoes and I can't wear them because I'm just too embarrassed to have all the, ooh, new shoes comments. And <laughs> it's so true. It's so embarrassing having new That's shoes. so funny. So the whole point of yesterday was to make, like, unify us all. Like, show everyone that we're all fucking awkward and weird, right? And it, so it totally backfired, right? Because a lot of it, yes, was lovely and unifying. But then the dentist chimed up and I was like, oh my God, I've just created, like, unlocked a new insecurity for people. And then somebody sent in a thing saying, really embarrassing when you're the first person on a Teams meeting and you're just waiting for everyone else, which I agree, horrible, you're just staring yes. at yourself. So then somebody else sent one in saying, ah, clever, what you have to do is leave the Teams meeting and then pop yeah. back in two minutes later to see if anyone's joined. And then if they haven't, you leave again. And then you just pop back in again. And you just keep going in and out because you don't want to be the first one. And this, so this person sent it in to me and she did stress that she was 42 years old. But she does this, right? So I shared that thing. Like, don't worry, guys, you're not the only one. So then I shared it. 75% of my followers have also left a Teams meeting after being the first one, right? I then got a DM from a woman saying that when you do that... Yeah. Everybody else in the meeting gets a notification. No way. To say that you <laughs> that you're popping in and out. The meeting. 
<laughs> so funny. I've just had to tell all my followers that I hope they rest in peace because um if they weren't in paris before they will be now do you know what that's so funny because i i don't get that i would rather be the first one there than have to join when people are already there i'd rather already be there and feel settled and like i'm early i'm fine like i'm on time rather than like what do you do when you just have to like sit and stare at yourself in the face well, just go on my phone or something. I don't have to, like, look at myself. But then when people join, you can be like, hi. Interesting. I have no... Like, you know, people are like, oh, I can't be early to something. Like, I don't... I mean, I don't want to be too early to something, for something so that people have to, look like, feel like they have to talk to me or whatever. But I have no embarrassment about being early or on time to something. I don't really get that. Hate, oh, you've got to be late. I, don't I get hate that. being on time to stuff. Like, I'll never be deliberately rude, like, if I'm meeting a friend. But, like, if you go, for example, to an event or to a party, you never want to be, like, one of the first five there. Because what if... Because the first five are going to be the users, aren't they? They're going to be the use. And then you're just stuck talking to the losers. But then, what happens, right? So you're in there first... No, I'm joking. Not necessarily losers are on time. I'm just very rude and foul. Anyway, but you're sitting there. You're early. People are going to come in. Oh, hi, where do I put my coat? I don't know. It's not my house. Oh, sorry. I just thought because you were here early. Like, people are going to ask you stuff. They're going to assume. They're going to... And they're going to... And we're going to latch on to each other, right? And you commit too soon. Like, you're both early. You're both anxious. You're going to latch on to each other for dear life. What if they're awful? What if you've latched on to someone and you're just stuck with them all night? But then when it... No, because when it fills up, but when other people start coming in, you can't just sit the two of you together. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's tons of opportunity to spread your wings. But what if you don't know anyone? And you just, you just latched. <laughs> like a barnacle. Oh, God. Socialising is just so uncomfortable. But, like, I, this is my is it just me, just for you. The other day, I was on the ferry coming back from the Isle of Man, and I was sat opposite this woman. I was desperate for the loo. And I was literally two feet away from the loo. Like, couldn't have been closer. And I was like, I can't. It's too embarrassing just to get up and go to... It's too close. So I was really trying to psych... I was desperate for a I was really trying to psych myself up. I was sitting next to this lad. And then he went to the loo and I was like, okay. I was like, okay, you know, that was normal. That was fine. Sat back down again. I was literally just about ready to go. And then the woman opposite me got up and went. And I was like, oh no. Like, I can't go now because she's gone. But then I also can't go, like, immediately when she gets back. Because she'll just think I've copied her. So it's like, I've, I've done in now. So I just have to sit there. She got back and I was like, I wait for her to, you know, then you get back and you've got to like, oh God, I'm sitting on my book. Whoops, where are my glasses? And I had to really wait for her to like settle back down, get back into what she was doing, be completely immersed in her Daily Mail, God help her. And the, only then I could go and I still couldn't find the right time. I must have left 40 minutes between her sitting back down <laughs> and me going so that she thought it was my original idea and I didn't just copy her. That's so funny. <laughs> she was well onto the sports pages by the time I went for a week. There was a lot of thinking involved in that toilet trip. <laughs> and there's a lot of thinking involved in my life. Oh, I mean, same, but like possibly in, in different situations. Um, but I used to feel that about, about when you start a new job and you have to go to the toilet and you feel embarrassed and uncomfortable because you're not like settled yet. You don't feel like at ease with everyone. And like to just get up and like make your way to the toilet and you have to like get up and then walk and walk past people and it's like do you acknowledge oh gotta go the loo yeah do you say oh need need a wee 
no, don't do that. It's, just, it's very if, embarrassing. When you've been there for a while, you can sort of like finger guns people on the way back, like, hey, hi, hi, you know. And it's like, it's just, oh, yeah. they're them, just go for a wee. <laughs> Love it when she's up and about. Yeah. But when it's a new kid, it's just like, it's ah! embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's being just... a human being is so embarrassing. Oh my god! One one person sent in an entry saying that her false fingernail fell off on the tube and a guy passed it back to her. Oh my god! Oh my god! That oh that reminds me of when I used to wear extensions and they were like bonds. So there's like probably like. God, I'm going to exaggerate by 70 all over your head. But like, there's a lot of them in your head, right? And sometimes, it's like every so often, they they just fall out. Like maybe they were just weren't a strong one or whatever. Um, and I, it happened to me on the tube. I was like running my hands through my hair. And as I like pulled them through and got to the end of my hair like it just kept going and I like pulled out this big extension and it was absolutely mortifying because the extensions were super long and I was like trying to like tangle them up in my hands so like trying to like scrunch it in my hands so like no one could see but I mean like I mean it was extremely obvious and a very busy tube and I was just like I might as well just wave this waft of hair around so that was uncomfortable like a flag oh (laughs) my god I hate being a human being do you think dogs get embarrassed when they like trip over? No, I think dogs just give absolutely zero fucks, which is amazing. I think Boo gets a bit embarrassed, like, but when I watch her do something, like, she fell off the sofa the other day and then just got really like shady and just went up to bed. <laughs> they wouldn't look at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, quite right. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. I know she's adorable. Uh, okay, yeah. OnlyFans. So these are all sent with love and we just picked a few yeah. of the entries that we had, right? A few of the emails that we had. So it says, hi, Alex and Emma. I was listening to your last Is It Just Me episode and I wanted to respond to your OnlyFans discussion. I'm in a long-term committed and open relationship. So I guess I might have somewhat different perspective on the topic. To the girl who wrote the original email, I just want to pose a friendly and hypothetical question. What if you decide to be okay with your partner looking at girls on OnlyFans? What is the worst that could happen? Allowing some freedom for your partner will likely lead him to desiring you even more in my experience, but it could also mean more freedom for you as well. Maybe you have no desire to browse on OnlyFans, but maybe there's something else that appeals to you. Some innocent flirting with a bartender or barista. I love saying that word. I think you mentioned you've only been together for a year, but imagine 10 or 20 years down the road. I can feel, oh, you're like toes curling up. <laughs> I'm like reading this. Like, what's Dave going to be doing in 10 years with a barista? Um, it's nice to be able to still feel desired by other men, in my opinion, without breaking any boundaries, just a thought. I also just want to say that the big difference between you and the girls on OnlyFans is that he doesn't have a deep connection with them like he does with you. He doesn't laugh with them, share memories with them, care for them, love them, or have interesting conversations with them. But with that said, I completely understand feeling like I don't look like her so if you're attracted to her how can you say you're also attracted to me I think for us women especially it's really hard not to compare ourselves to other women even though I'm in an open relationship I still feel jealousy at times but I also know that jealousy is just a feeling like any other feeling sadness happiness for confusion that I'm allowed to experience but that I can also work through and challenge what I would have told myself in your situation is this. Even if you were Jessica freaking Alba, your boyfriend will still look at tons of other women and find them attractive. 
if you have a Pomeranian dog that you love and adore, you can still find the Great Dane cute. And even if you love chocolate ice cream, you might still crave strawberry or vanilla or even pistachio once in a while. It doesn't mean chocolate isn't still your number one. Three, you are unique. There is literally no one else in the world like you and he is lucky to have found you. With all of that said though, you obviously do not have to be okay with him looking at other girls online. You have to listen to your own gut and heart and do what feels best for you and set the boundaries you feel comfortable with. Okay, I feel like I could, could go on forever on this topic, so I need to cut myself off, but not before I tell you to how much I adore your podcast. It helps me feel strong when I didn't think I had any strength. It's helped me make a career change I didn't think I was ready for and it's made me feel what? confident in my femininity. I love you both. Oh my God, God I love God. you. I wasn't oh expecting that at the end there. No. Um, oh. Oh, that's god. made my day I'm crying um, oh. oh my god thank you what an amazing message as well I wish we could say that is an amazing message like that. yeah for sure and that is I mean all of those analogies are well as well as spot on I guess for me like the pro I think like while I know all of that is true and makes total sense I think like m- maybe it's j- uh, but like making that like real in my own head like on an emotional level I guess would probably be a lot harder than on an intellectual level yeah I think like I think a lot of what she's talking about there kind of goes like beyond the only fan thing into jealousy yeah. in general and I think the advice there is very helpful in that it's like jealousy is a feeling and it is something that a lot of us will experience and kind of the fact that you're feeling it about OnlyFans probably means that you would feel it about other areas in your life. So maybe it's a good yeah. thing to address within yourself. And that doesn't mean not having boundaries. And it doesn't mean, like this girl says, it doesn't mean you have to be okay with OnlyFans. But perhaps to address your own jealousy is just something that's going to bring you more comfort anyway. And it's not you're not bad for feeling it. It's not wrong for feeling it. Um, yeah. But it might give you a bit more like comfort. But then I still don't know where I land on any fans. What has anyone else got anything? To- yeah, <laughs> so I've got one here. Um, hi all. Of course, I love the podcast. I've been hooked since day one. I can no longer listen in the gym because I just laugh out loud too much and get funny looks. Love that. Um, I'm listening to this week's Is It Just Me episode where you read out the OnlyFans email and it's really made me question myself. So I thought I'd write in with my own Is It Just Me. Is it just me that doesn't see anything wrong with a partner watching OnlyFans and porn? In that example, I understand that she asked him not to as a boundary, but is it just me that thinks that's problematic? For context, my partner doesn't watch porn or use OnlyFans, and I have always found it more strange than anything. Whereas I used to watch a lot of porn, or what I perceived to be a lot based on speaking to my friends who didn't at all, and when we got together, I stopped wanking. Sorry, that came as a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that word, sorry. Um, you are a child. Now, You're a child, I am Al. such a child. We're trying to talk seriously about porn and relationships and you can't even say I'm the trying. word wanking without a giggle. Now, six years in, I'm thinking, why did I do that? For me, it is totally different to wanting to have sex with my partner so one doesn't replace the other. I read a lot of erotica and enjoy watching normal films with sex scenes in and it had not occurred to me that it might be making him feel inferior because it has nothing to do with him. If my partner said to me that I couldn't do these things anymore, I think because it's a man telling a woman, it would be perceived as controlling and problematic. But for women, it seems to be okay to shame men for the content they are consuming. I might be really overthinking this and going too deep, but I just worry that the shame around being open is more damaging. Oh my God, that's a lot to think about. Fuck, that's a lot to think about. Wait, let's just unpack that a second. Because I don't think it's problematic. To, I just want to stress that off the bat. She said, you used the word problematic earlier. I don't think it's problematic to create that boundary in your relationship. 
to say this makes me uncomfortable. And I don't think the the original poster, the original sender was ever saying, oh, I don't know what you, oh God, I don't know. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so if we had two emails, one from a woman saying, I've asked my partner not to watch porn and he still is. And then we had an email from a man saying, I've asked my partner girlfriend or wife not to watch porn and she's still it sorry I've got oh fuck I don't know I don't know maybe there is a bit of a double standard there do you think I don't know if I would like I think if a man felt that his wife or partner watching a lot of porn made him feel inferior or upset or insecure I don't think I would perceive his wanting her to stop as controlling I think it'd be a similar thing of like you don't want to hurt the person that you're with. Yeah. And I tell you what, I do find problematic, a bit of a tangent, but I guess it is that double standard that's being referred to. Like, I know you don't watch TikTok a lot, but like, quite often I'll see these like videos of like... I love TikTok. Oh. I'm on it all the time. I like, it literally gets me to sleep. So you might have seen them. There's a lot of videos of like when boys go out, like when, when it's particularly in the summer, it's like lads holidays. And there's like girlfriends putting pictures of themselves on t-shirts and making their boyfriends wear them. I'll see videos of girls, like, videoing themselves with the boyfriend and being like, did anybody see him and I in Napa, like, need to check, need to check that I can trust him before I let him back into the house? And there's a lot of this, like, and it's kind of a joke, but, like, you know, get hands off his mind and, like, making sure he didn't cheat and all of this. And I'm like, if that were the other way around, it would be fucking gross. Like, a girl going yeah. on a holiday with a boy being on a, on a T-shirt being like, hands off, she's mine, or, like not letting yeah. her back into the house until TikTok said that no one fucked her while that she was in Ionapa or whatever. So, like, I find that stuff very controlling. Like, sorry, not controlling. I find that stuff, like, to be a huge double standard. And there is this kind of, like, trope of, like, crazy girlfriends that does seem to be completely societally accepted where yeah. if it were the boyfriends, it wouldn't be okay at all. But then I don't think in adult healthy relationships where somebody lays a boundary down, like cause obviously most people have the boundary of like, hey, don't go shagging someone else in Ayanapa and we don't need to put it on a t-shirt and make it into a TikTok video because we can respect the human adult that we're with enough that they'll just not fuck someone in Ayanapa right. and not just because of the t-shirt. But I think like it's more kind of like personal and private between you and for you guys to make that boundary within your own relationship, whether it's coming from a man to a woman or a woman to a man, is kind of fair enough and it's the broken yeah. trust that's the problem 
not necessarily the porn in the first place. It's like, if you know, because we can do the most innocuous shit in the world. Like, if you know that whistling really upsets your partner, just don't whistle. Like, okay, it's a bit annoying, but like, it's kind of spiteful then just to walk around whistling, even though you know they hate it. You know? Oh, it's so tricky. This is so tricky. But if you can't live without whistling, like if whistling is just a complete passion project of yours, then you need to leave this person and whistle with somebody else. Oh, this is really tricky. This is really hard. Okay, can I read another one? Yeah, sorry, I'm still thinking. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for what you do on this podcast. I've never needed the podcast more. The validation I receive from listening to everyone's stories are second to none. The comfort that comes from knowing that other people are going through experiences similar to your Aww. own. I understand what you're going through is the warmest feeling you could ever have. You often keep me company whilst baking. It's the most fun I have. Oh, oh my, my God. God. How That's so nice. Why am I crying? <laughs> I love baking. I never bake. Oh, I Me never neither. Bake. I, I can't bake. Oh, obviously you don't bake. <laughs> Have you met your kitchen yet? Um, the Is It Just Me on this week's episode about OnlyFans really resonated with me. When I started listening, I actually checked my emails to make sure I didn't send it myself. The night previous to listening to this, I found out my partner had an account with them for the first year and a half of our relationship, and he was subscribed to girls from his hometown. I remember something coming up about OnlyFans early in our relationship, and he said he'd never been on it. He didn't see the point in it and didn't feel the need to go on it. Now he was with me. I'm a sex positive person. I don't mind that he watches porn. In fact, I have pointed him in the direction of some websites that are more ethical than the ones he used prior to our relationship. However, I spoke about my discomfort about OnlyFans and how I viewed it as being unfaithful as it's much more intimate than watching random videos. He agreed he felt the same way and said he would feel hurt if he thought I was interacting with other people on a more personal level, especially people that lived in the same town as me. We've been together three years now and I can't get over the fact he's kept this from me for a year and a half. He said he deleted his account and has not been on it since, but I don't know if I believe him as he has lied various times before. Mm. I feel so hurt and betrayed, especially because we set clear boundaries about this exact subject early on. I don't know what I'm more upset about, the lying, the act of interacting with them, or the fact he still went through with it, knowing how hurt I would be if I ever found out. The girls he was subscribed to had clearly had a lot of plastic surgery and were very skinny, something he has always claimed he didn't find attractive. I have struggled massively with body dysmorphia and disordered eating for a long time, mainly due to a previous emotionally abusive relationship. I really felt like I was making progress and this has totally set me back. I can't help but think that he does not find me as sexually attractive as those girls and that's why he's found the need to seek them out. I really feel for the person that sent in their stories. I can completely feel what they're feeling. My partner also can't express his reasoning for doing it, which is difficult as I can't try to understand if he doesn't understand himself. I don't have any advice to offer the person who sent in their story, but I do hope this gives them some comfort in knowing someone else feels the same way. Sending all my love to the beautiful person that shared their experience. Anonymous. See, this is tough because this feels more clear cut in that she's saying like, you can watch porn you're allowed to watch porn and like here are some websites and blah blah, blah but like I'm setting the boundary of something that feel and I don't I don't this is I'm saying this as someone who's absolutely fucking clueless about stuff like this and about like non-monogamy but that to me feels like it's leaning more towards that and like interacting with someone and like it just feels a little bit more intimate and so I think that is quite clear-cut to me like that's tough. And especially if he's lying to you about it, that's really hard. I agree. 
all I would say for this is the the second part where you talk about your um, your body and your natural comparison to these women is definitely the first email that I read out where where that the the sender made very good points about how you can love chocolate ice cream but still eat strawberry ice cream or you can have a pomeranian but still like a great dane and you know just go back and listen to what she said again because that's very true and we said it last week yeah this isn't because you're doing anything wrong it's not because there's anything wrong with your body you're a fucking goddess you're great and it, this is nothing to do with you. He's doing this and it is nothing to do with you or your beautiful body. So you have to hold on to that and, and you can completely be furious and upset that that boundary has been crossed. But don't, don't hurt yourself in the process because it's got nothing to do with how you look. Um, so we can be furious with him for pushing a boundary, but don't be upset with yourself because it's nothing to do with your body and you haven't failed him in any capacity. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also big hug because I don't know, this stuff is hard. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard. hard to deal with. And like, like I said before, it's like, it, it all makes sense on an intellectual level, but it's not necessarily how we feel. And making ourselves like feel okay about it is, can be really difficult. So yeah, very big hug and I hope you're okay. I'd like to finish off with an, a random is it just me mainly because I mean it's not this is not for you because it doesn't apply to you but I would just like to hear from people who also can't cook okay because we because th- it made me think about it before and actually genuinely I feel like this is something that that from time to time it's not like a it's not like a prevailing like thought in my mind but it does get me down quite a bit because I find it so difficult like I find it one of the hardest things to do is to cook and I know how pathetic that sounds but it just is and I would like and and I feel like on TikTok on Instagram like everyone's just whipping stuff up no problem all the time and in my life as well people just whip stuff up and they're like oh but you just do this and this and this and I'm like yeah but that sounds really difficult to me so I would just like to hear from anyone who finds it difficult as well because I feel like I'm just out on a little island of my own on my own on my little can't cook won't no not won't cook can't cook island so yeah should we send you to a cooking school but why do you have the thought of that just makes me feel like oh my god i can't i couldn't even think about it i just couldn't oh my god you did ask me how to boil the broad beans the other day (laughs) but like i need i i need someone i i need that but i tried gusto and i tried hello fresh but for me i know how stupid i sound i mean i know this but like the the recipes weren't detailed enough for me it left a lot to common sense which i don't have in the kitchen and arguably okay, not in real life go either, do a couple but... of hypotheticals here like okay uh preheat the oven to 150 degrees celsius i can do that fine that's a very clear instruction okay okay but you say boil the broad beans okay so then i'm like okay so a few things like do the broad, broad beans go in when the water's like Boiling oh, and I bubbling. Can tell you something really helpful that you'll never forget. If it's grown above the ground, you put it in boiling water. Yeah. If it comes from below the ground, yeah. you put it in cold water and bring it to the boil. That's great, but how the fuck do I know what's been grown below or above the ground? Well, Google it. But think about it. Carrots, below the ground. Potatoes, below the ground. Beans, above the ground, because they come on little shoots. Oh, you mean like Broccoli's they have roots above in the ground. The ground. Okay. Yes, obviously they have roots in the ground. Like everything comes from a vegetable patch, but if it grows above the soil, 
Yeah. Then you then you put it in a saucepan and pour boiling water onto it, or get a boiling you know pan and then put the veg in. And if it's a potato or a sweet potato or a carrot or like any root veg like a swede or whatever. Well, I don't know if you boil swede. I'd never cook swede. Anyway, I'd probably bake it. But then okay. anything like that, you'd put in cold. Like if you're making carrots, put them in cold water and then bring it up. Yeah. Like put it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a nice way to remember. That, that is a nice way to remember. Okay. So then. Okay. So you've got that. And then. Like how long? I want a specific time for how long you keep the raw beans in because. My concept of time is... Pr- oh, okay, okay. Didn't know that. Okay. But also just taste them. So, like, peas are... Re- practice with peas because they'll just... They're all in the bottom because they're frozen and then when they start to float, you know they're done. Yeah, you say taste them, but, like, taste them when? Taste them in a minute's time? Taste them in ten minutes' time? Taste them in half an hour's time? You know? Like... Do not taste them in half a minute's time. You'll just have mush. It'll be foul. Okay. Most veg, in my opinion needs blanching so it's like in and out like dead quick so if you're doing broccoli like i hate overly soggy broccoli you know when it starts to go mm. all yellow and everything like, and i don't know if it's alex because it, i don't know if it's because he's irish i don't know what it is but alex loves an overcooked vegetable and it's been a, a real source of contention <laughs> but you have to for me just broccoli I, and i when i said with the broad beans the other day I, I did i said two minutes and actually that wasn't fair because we did do a whole bag of broad beans we were feeding for like 15 people so that maybe wasn't fair but i generally i do between two and five minutes but you just okay. kind of look at it and then when it's like kicking off boiling it's just probably done but okay. the, the more you do it the more of a feel you'll get for it try it after two minutes yeah. and if it's still too crunchy for you then just leave it in yeah a little timer. I mean, I have to stress because I, I sound so stupid, but like, I, I, I like, I can do broccoli in the oven. I know how to do that. Easy. In the and oven? Yeah, I do broccoli in the oven. 20 minutes. Why well, you need an air fryer, babe. 180, 20 minutes, bit of salt, bit of oil, done. Air fry, you can have those done in five minutes. Yes, Tops. I need to get my air fryer. And spinach in a pan, love that. That So easy because you can see when it's very, yeah, anyway. Anyway, I would just like to hear from people who also are like this. Your birthday's coming up. I'm going to book you in for a cooking lessons. My mum, see, my mum used to work, like all of her family, like her brother and older sister and my auntie who died last week um they ran a pub together so when mum was like growing up she worked in the pub and they were always like her family are really good at cooking like the basics like great for a roast or like any pub food so she really taught us how to do like the essentials so she, she, we could we could send That's you over but she doesn't really use recipes she just uses like her mind and i've definitely inherited that like I'm See, just I think like, I never got nah. the foundation. Like, obviously, mum had five of us and there was no time to teach us anything. <laughs> yeah. So she was just like, I mean, she always, she always cooked, but it was just like whatever was easiest. And I think I never got the foundation. Oh, my God, put my mum on blast. I'm so sorry, mum. Also, if anyone knows any good cooking schools, I can book Alex into. Yeah, but know. I need like simple beginner, like... Start yeah, there's the kids ones all over London. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> kids ones. Oh my god, the absolute like shame! I'm not going to a kids one. <laughs> um, well, we'll see. It's a birthday present. You can't turn it down. That would be rude. Um, okay. Well, this has been lovely. Yes, we will see you guys on Monday. Thank you for joining us. See you on Monday. Love you loads. Love you. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye now. Should I delete that? Is part of the ACAS Creator Network. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.